of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you are about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Jeremiah chapter 33 in verse 3. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Call me, and I will answer you. First, let's understand that this was at God's instance. Now, he was in trouble. Jeremiah was in trouble. He was in prison. He was in a bad state. He was in a bad situation. He needed help. And what did he do? He prophesied truth. But the authorities of the day would not have it. So he was incarcerated. Now, in those days, <laughs> the judgments were tough. So he had no clue as to what would be his future. Remember, similarly, John was arrested and was beheaded later, if you read in the Bible. So the judgments of those days were really, really crude. So he didn't know what the future hold. But God will have him understood at the time that look, I'm here to show you love. I'm here to show you favor. And that was why God beckoned from above. Say, you call to me. I want to do something. Oh yeah? Yes. Call to me. I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Hallelujah. Now the first question you're going to ask me is this. Why would God be asking him to call? Isn't God sovereign? Honest. He is sovereign. And that's why I want us to look at this scripture today because I believe it's very important for us today to understand this scripture. It will answer a lot of questions that we are asking today. Hallelujah. So he's sovereign. But I believe strongly that God in his sovereignty, honest, works through his character. You can never define his sovereignty without his character. So everywhere you see the sovereign move of God, you will see it being defined by either his love, hello, his joy, his justice, his patience, his forgiveness, his judgment. See, God's sovereignty will always manifest his character. And that's why here he will say, hey, he will back on to him, say, call me and let me do something. Oh, yeah? So, okay, fine. It's his sovereignty. He said, call me. To what extent? To, for what reason is this? This is it. Number one, he wants to manifest sovereignty. You know, as sovereign as God is, God is love. Glory be to God in the highest. Remember the psalmist says, that was David in Psalm 8. He said, when I consider the heavens, the sun and the moon, or the stars, and the works of your finger, I say, what is man that you are falling all over him? Ladies and gentlemen, we are created for love. God created us purposely for love. But unfortunately, most of us don't know that. Glory be to God in the highest. And again, if you consider John in chapter 3, verse 16, which I believe most of us know, for God so loved the world, loved the world, every human being is created. 
that he gave his only begotten son. So the only reason he gave his son was the demonstration of his love. So he was going to demonstrate his love to this just man who was being unjustly treated at the time. But how will he do it? He said, call me. Now the question is this. Okay, fine, we got it. He must show his love. Why wouldn't he just initiate it? No, he wanted him, Jeremiah, to initiate the action. Why? Because, and that brings me to my second point here. Why? Because he has put man in charge. Remember in the book of Genesis, in chapter 1, verse 26, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let him have dominion. So what I'm saying is this. Whether you know it or you don't, whether I know it or I don't, we have dominion here on earth. We have dominion here. And so, if you have dominion, then take authority. Take charge. Uh, also, the psalmist said, the heaven of heavens, or even the heaven of heavens, belongs to God. But the earth he has given to the children of men. So, you see, he has put you in charge. So, there's you're in a situation. But you are in control. You don't have to let the situation dominate you. You have dominion here on earth. So take charge. How do you take charge? Initiate an action. Call me. I will flood the situation with my presence. I will come in with my grace. I will come in with my power. I will come in with my deliverance. But you have to initiate the action. And you say, but why will God do that? Because he's a just God. He has put man in charge. He's made man the Lord of the earth. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Exactly. And that's why he will say, hey, I see your situation. Give me permission to do what I have to do. Really? Yes. Because he's created man a free moral agent and he has put him in charge. So come on, take charge. So I'm saying to somebody right now, take charge of your life in the name of Jesus. Take charge of your family in the name of Jesus. Take charge of your finances in Jesus' name. Take charge of your health in Jesus' name. Glory be to God in the highest. You have the authority. Glory be to God in the highest. And so I bring you to the third point. It's a call to prayer. Hallelujah. It's a, yeah, it's a call to prayer. And I want to dwell on this a little longer than the first two points. Every time you see in the Bible, you see the word call or cry, it alludes to prayers. So when it says, call unto me, and I will answer you, pray, and I will answer your prayers. That's exactly what we're saying. I will answer your prayer. As a matter of fact, I remember many years ago, I read one writing in a devotional by Ora Roberts and he tagged it, God's hotline. Oh, that got my attention. So I quickly flipped down to say, God has a hotline? Yeah. Say God's hotline, J-E-333. Wow. So I picked my Bible. I first went to 333, then 33, then I found it, 333. Call me. I will answer you and I will show you greater mighty things which you do not know. So it's a call to prayer. And we see God always wants us to call. Why? I mean, whoever has a child that he doesn't want to communicate with, come on. <laughs> Communication is the bond of relationship. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. When we pray, we're actually communicating with the Father. He wants to dialogue with us. He wants to have fellowship with us. And that's why he would call. He would say, call me. Come on. Call me. I'm all over you. I need you to come on. Turn to me. Let's talk about it. 
Let's do something about your situation. Let me show you how much I love you. A good example would be the prodigal son. You had this story before. I mean, everything was fine at home. Come on, in the gospel according to St. Luke. Everything was fine at home. But at the time, it got into his head, maybe because of the company he was keeping. And he said, hey, daddy, give me, come on, the portion of what you have of your estate that belongs to me as an inheritance. I want to get it. The daddy was still living. So he was saying, I know you have a will already written. Go and give me everything that you've written in your will concerning me. I want it now. I mean, which living father will be glad of that? But look at what happened. He was allowed. He was given what he wanted. The Bible says that not many days from then, he went on a journey and he righteously destroyed his inheritance. Initially, people flocked around him and when he began to be in need, he was deserted. You talk of fair weather, friends. That's what happens all around all the time. And so when he was in bad need, the Bible said, he went to join himself to a rich man in the far country where he ran to, to go lavish, to go enjoy his wealth. And they said he would that he could eat and feed with the, with the pigs, because that was the only job he could get. He was employed to feed and take care of pigs. So here was he was starving, he was dying. The pigs were enjoying, they had enough to eat. And so he would that he could eat and feed and be as free as the pigs he was taking care of. Now he was smelling like pigs, starving and dying of hunger. Somebody who was so rich, somebody who was being waited upon at home, many slaves and servants who serve him. The Bible said he got to a point, he came to himself, and then he repented, he made a U-turn. I said, I'm going back to my father. Then I will say, what are we saying? He got to a place and said, I'm going to call my father. He's still my father after all. I will call my father. So that's the beauty of calling. So he says, call and I will answer you. I was looking at this and um, uh, when we say call, uh, thinking about it, the world today really is in a serious situation. We have found ourselves in a place where God would that we call. Is it really? Oh, yeah. And that's why, whether instinctively or otherwise, everybody is saying, God, God, God. Those whom, when you're talking to them, you say, God, say, please remove that out of our conversation. They're the same ones saying, that, oh, we're thinking of you. We're having you in our prayers. Oh, really? Today, kings are bowing down to pray because it's beyond their ability. Coins are falling on the floor. Crying for their words and their children and their come on, dependents. The rich is praying. The poor is praying. We find examples in the Bible. Anybody can pray. The times we are called for prayer. As a matter of fact, in Psalm 50, verse 15, it says, Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. Call upon me in the day of trouble. Are we in the days of trouble? Of course we are. So when can be more appropriate to call? Now. So I want to encourage you, rather than stay there despairing, bend the knees. Call on God today. He will hear you. He says, I will hear and I will answer you. So I say, kings call. The poor call. 
Psalm 34, in verse 6, where it is written, This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him. So, regardless of your status, regardless of your level, regardless of your education, you can call. It's time for all of us to call. It's time for all of us to lift up Nigeria in prayer. It's time for all of us on earth to lift up the nations in prayers. It's time for us to lift up our families, lift up our families in prayers. It's time for us to lift up our marriages in prayers, lift up our children in prayers. This is a very, very appropriate time to pray. And the good thing about it, it says, I will answer you. Say, call to me in the time of trouble. I will deliver you. God doesn't make frivolous promises. He is God. He's not a man that he should lie. He's not the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he will do it. If his mouth has spoken it, he will bring it to pass. I hope that many of us today can bend our knees and pray. You know, it's very easy and much easier to complain. I mean, I've caught myself in one or two rounds of complaints this morning and oh God help me in the name of Jesus. Yeah. So it's very easy to complain. But God says, if only you just convert such times to praying or calling on me, I will answer you. Isn't God faithful? I will answer you and I will deliver you. Glory be to God in the highest. And James chapter 5 verse 16 says that the effective fervent prayer of one righteous man availed much. So what if nobody prays? You pray. It's all over the book of Jeremiah. I said, I'm looking for one man that will sincerely call. I will, because of that person, flood the earth. But today we have many of us praying. And I know, and that's why I'm confident, that hey, this time will be shorter than the devil intends it to be. Shorter than what science has come to discover that I could be. God will move on our behalf. The days will be short. We'll overcome it in the name of Jesus. It was Bigram who said, that to lift the nation up, we must have many more needs. I believe God will answer our prayers. And that brings me to the next point. He said, call unto me. I will answer you. God will answer us. And there are cases in the Bible where God has answered people, oh, so many. And there are cases outside the Bible where God has answered many, so many. Take, for example, Moses. Hedged him by Pharaoh and the Red Sea. The hearts of the people were already gone. I mean, they were scared to death that they were beginning to say, were there no graves in Egypt that you brought us here to be killed and our bodies to litter the wilderness? So God said to Moses in the place of prayer, say, what are you doing there? Still crying out to me. Say, go tell the people to go forward. So I say to you today, in spite of the corona pandemic, in spite of the fear gripping the world, I say you go forward in the name of Jesus. Don't let the fear of Corona steal from you. Don't let the fear of Corona steal lies from you. Don't let him steal your joy. Don't let him steal your family. The truth is at the end of this you will count and there will be no missing your home in the name of Jesus. And that's not to say that we are not sympathetic with those who have lost people. God will bring healing in the name of Jesus. But I'm saying that we don't have to allow him to keep on taking like that. 
we can stand our ground, call unto God today in the name of Jesus. The prayer of the righteous indeed can be very, very effectual. So he says, I will answer you. Remember the story of Jonah in Jonah chapter 2? He was in a more serious situation. He found himself in the belly of the fish. That was an unusual environment. Belly of the fish in the belly of the sea. The Bible says he called, he cried out. And so God heard him. Glory be to God in the highest. So that brings me to a quote by Max Ricardo. He says, hey, since the power of prayer is not invested in the person saying it, like the person hearing it, your prayer will be answered, no matter how weak, no matter how feeble. You can imagine what Jonah would be thinking when he was crying out in the belly of the fish. So no matter whatever has seized the atmosphere or seized the earth right now, you will come out in the name of Jesus. God's ears are open to your cry. You have authority here on earth. He expects you to call out. And he has a promise. He will answer you. Glory be to God in the highest. I say God will answer you in the name of Jesus. See, we can't stop the whole day on prayer. But the effectiveness of what we're saying is for you and I, after this, to bend the knees and begin to pray in earnest. Glory be to God in the highest. That's why when you hear us pray, we pray from the little child at home to our marriages, to our in-laws, to our local assembly, to our pastors, to the body of Christ, to our state, to the leadership of our states, to our nation, to the leadership of our nations. We pray all to the leadership of the nations of the world. Why? Because God answers prayers. As we bring this before him, he will answer. He said, I will answer. I will do something. Example is, the, is Prophet Daniel praying for the restoration of Israel in captivity. God answered and showed him. Oh my goodness. I believe this time is a time of spiritual rejuvenation. For most of us, God is given an opportunity to start all over again. Some have called it wake up call. It is indeed a wake up call. Some have said life will never continue the way it used to be. I agree. It will be better off that is in the name of Jesus. So call. He will answer. He says, and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. But how will he show you if you don't call? The Bible says if you fail in the day of adversity, then your strength is small. But I know that you will not fail in the name of Jesus. Why? Because men always ought to pray and not fail. Jesus taught us clearly. So you will not fail in the name of Jesus. I will not fail in the name of Jesus. Let me say this. Nigeria will not fail in the name of Jesus. Will not fail. Glory be to God in the highest. So we will not fail. Oh yes, we will not fail. Why? Because I know that he's my strength. Psalm 27 says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. And he's the strength of my life. And he's asking me to call. So I will not fail. He said to the church in Philadelphia, he said, hey, I know your strength is small, but you have kept my word. He said, I have set before you an open door. 
So in spite of your small strength, God will come through for you in Jesus' name. Remember Joseph had prayed? He said, hey, we don't have the strength to match these people. As much of we're even confused. We don't know what to do. But they called. Hey, God opened the doors for him. I see you victorious in the name of Jesus. But remember, all you need to do, pray. I've had people criticize us before. That all we do is just pray, pray, pray. Oh, glory be to God in the highest. But prayer is at the basis of everything. And that's why he says, I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Glory be to God in the highest. Okay, right now, hallelujah. Even our scientific methods are not up to it. Our established psychological principles are not up to it. Our latest technologies are yet to catch up. So, what are we left with? Pray. I give God the glory that God will always prove himself to be God. So he says, I will show you great and mighty things. Again, quick, let me remind you. This is the story of Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles 20, 20. When they didn't know what to do, and they lifted up their eyes to heaven, they were calling. And God answered, even like he's promised in this word. And he showed them. What did he show? Upon Jehoshaphat, one in the multitude, he released to him from above the strategy for the war. Did you hear me? The strategy for the war. The strategy for victory. Where did it come from? In the place of prayer. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Also remember, when God said to Moses that he should build a tabernacle, and by the time he finished giving the details, oh my goodness, they were overwhelming. I'm sure he knew that Moses was thinking, oh my goodness, they even recollect all this and to begin to do it according to pattern like he said. He said, hey, Moses, I have raised up someone in the camp, Bezalel, the son of Uri, and I have filled him with the wisdom required, hello, to do what I'm asking you to do. Say, with him, I've raised up a holy, ladies and gentlemen, the best of brains, the best of wisdom, the best of skills that we can see anywhere comes from the Spirit of God. And it is high time we began to give cognizance to the Spirit. And what am I saying? Prayer is communicating with the Spirit of God. It's being in a place of conversation with the Spirit of God. Hello? As a matter of fact, it was Kenyon that said, in one of his books, he said, you watch the move of Christianity. As Christianity just move, move around the world, gaining ground, you see inventions of every kind. Every discovery, every invention that has lifted up humanity on earth has come from Christian minds. To mention a few, Faraday, Graham Bell, the Wright brothers. I can go on and on and on and on and on. They came from Christian mind. They came from a place of prayers. So when he says, I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know, great, what does that mean? I will show you significant and profound method. I will show you things, significant things that will take you out of where you are. What about mighty, secret, hidden, not known to the hearts of men? Go do your research. Hey, Jeremiah, I will show you some things that even those who put you here are not thinking of. Call me. 
Rather than this place becoming your grave, it will become your place of promotion. And I dare say that to someone today. And I dare say that to Nigeria in the name of Jesus. This we see us promoted in the name of Jesus. We see us solving problems that hitherto we've not been able to solve as a nation in the name of Jesus. I mean, and families and individuals, God will use this to move forward. And that's why the scripture says, when everybody's shouting, there's a casting down. That's the time you should open your mouth and say, there's a lifting up. Because there is in the name of Jesus. There is a lifting up in the name of Jesus. Great and mighty things which you do not know. It says what God has in store for us, ears have not heard, eyes have not seen, neither has it even entered into the heart of man. So, but it has been revealed to us by his spirit. It's in the place of communion. And that's why when we pray our benediction, we say the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. The fellowship, the communion, the sharing. Come on. The dialoguing and the, come on, the mind rubbing, the, come on. I'll be with you now and forevermore in Jesus' name. So you see, you can never be stranded. I can never be stranded. We can never be stranded. We have such a loving Father that wants to see us constantly winning, constantly being above, never being slave to anything on earth, but being in charge. So I declare again, in the name of Jesus, Let's get into the place of prayers, expecting his answers. One thing I do, though, is this. That if God says when you come praying, you should expect, then we should expect. So what do you think the attitude should be in time of trouble? Ready to call. What should the attitude be in the place of calling? Oh, ready to hear. If that be the case, then always arm yourself with something to record a pen, a paper, or maybe a recorder. So you can see, I just perceived this, I just received this, I just saw this. So you can go back to it to remind yourself that he gave you an answer. How would the answer be? He probably can answer you through his word. Remind you, quicken something you've read before, or get you to a part of the scripture that you've never read before. And as you read between the lines, you begin to have ideas. Remember? Strategies belong to him. Creativity belongs to him. Innovations belong to him. He's the creator of the ends of the earth. The system, as we know, is still evolving. The world is still evolving. And they all consist in him. That's the book of Colossians. Call today. So rather than lose heart, rather than stay despairing, rather than thinking that this is death coming, no, 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 no. Begin to plan for life in the name of Jesus. Begin to declare with your mouth in the name of Jesus, what you have heard in his word and what you've heard in the place of prayers. He will see you through in the name of Jesus. He will see us through in the name of Jesus. As will be songs of joy continuously in Jesus' name. He says, he calls unto me. I hearken to him. I delivered him out of a horrible pit. I studied his feet on the solid ground and I established his going and I put a song of victory in his mouth, a new song. The high priest of our God it says, Many will see this and fear. Many will see you evolve and fear the God that you serve. The best of you is in your future in the name of Jesus. So cheer up. Let the spirit of joy take all over afresh. The future is good. You are never alone. You are never abandoned. It is well with you in Jesus' name. God bless you.
I pray peace over your lives. I pray peace over your homes. I pray peace in the lives of your children. It says, great shall be the peace of our children. Peace in the lives of your children in the name of Jesus. I restore the joy of the Lord in your heart, in your home. I speak soundness of mind to you, even right now, going forward in the name of Jesus. It is well with you. Always remember, he loves you too much to leave you alone. Just call. It's just a phone call away. Pray. Pray. Even if I don't, even if I'm not a believer, oh, call to him sincerely, he will answer you. So just call on the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. Pray. Now, until next Sunday, when we come together to service again, keep on praying. Keep on receiving. I'm waiting for your testimonies. In Jesus' name. that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. PO Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.